a testimony right there. Thank you, God. Right here in my hands. back that has been brought up to me before a subject it's a very important subject uh, and when she brought it up I just kind of grinned at her and she's learned by now to get nervous when I do that I suppose and I told her I said well that's that's a really good subject I, I think that you absolutely need to talk about that <laughs> um, so I'm gonna ask her to come and she's gonna share something with you and today um, Oh, what the heck. <laughs> I'm glad it's today. Because that way you'll have somebody preach to you today. Because when she gets done, I'm going to preach to me. So, well, for the easily offended, Stacy's going to come and exhort us today. All right. Amen. Whatever code word you need to put in there, you know, whoever's watching this. Zoom in and see everything. Uh, uh. She's got a very important subject to talk to us about today. And this is, this is something that a lot of people in the kingdom struggle with. It really is. And a lot of times they won't bring the subject up. I'm glad that we have a church family to just talk about stuff, though, for real. Yeah. And I'm glad you guys have a comfort level with me 
that you feel like you can. There's something's on your mind or bothering you that you feel like you can. And I, I, I hope I've demonstrated that you can. Uh, and if not, don't give up on me. Uh, but this is a very important subject. And it's going to help a lot of people today. So I'm going to ask her to go ahead and... Uh, well, I, I'll tell you, Amen. I'll go into a little more detail than he did. When I when I brought the subject to him, I said, um, you know how you preach and about bringing children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord and, you know, protecting the children and all this stuff? He said, yeah. I said, man, that makes me feel awful. I said, because I didn't. I didn't. I wasted my, child, my children's childhood with everything but God. There was, from time to time, a form of godliness, as the Bible would call it, I guess, where we would go to church and, you know, that, that mindset to where if you get a Sunday sermon, you know, as long as you're out by 15 to 12, and, and then uh, if you can make it to Wednesday night, that you've got it cemented, right? <laughs> and um, we'd do that sometimes, and then we'd fall back, and then we'd We'd come back and we'd do it again and we'd fall back. And, but for the most of my children's lives, they didn't know who Jesus was, what he did, or anything else. And, and so I said, that makes me feel real bad. I said, so what I'd like to hear you preach about yeah. <laughs> is what about people who's, who get to their, their older years, their kids are grown or half grown, and, and, uh, and then you find the truth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, yeah, that's good. You you do that. <laughs> and I went home and I told Jimmy, I said, you know what? I was looking for comfort. I can't give it. But something amazing happened when I started to read. And I realized, I, I learned two lessons. One, I learned what God wanted me to know about my now grown children and, yeah. and what we're to do when we are in that situation. Yeah. But I also learned that if you want to know something bad enough and you devote yourself to this word oh, yeah. and you read it and yep. you pray about it before you read it and you yep. pray about it after you read it Amen. he's going to come and tell you things that your jaw is just going to draw yeah. so if you all want to turn to Matthew chapter 20 I will show you this all started with me going through the Bible about every verse I could find about children, child and nothing was working and, and then I started like I do I would I would write my notes. Y'all see, I don't have any notes because that's this ain't a note kind of message because this I've lived this. I know this. But every time I would write a page of notes, I'd have to delete it all because it was all wrong. And then God said, go and, and read this. And if you've got Matthew chapter 20, say, I've got it. Yeah. yeah. I've got it. I don't. All right. I'm trying. <laughs> For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers in his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, yeah. he sent them into the vineyard. Now keep that in your head. He agreed with them for a penny a day. Yeah. First ones that he hired. Yeah. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. That was about 9 a.m. Is that right, Arliss? Mm -hmm. right. That third hour. And said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went. Notice he did not mention the penny. <coughs> Again he went out about the sixth and ninth hours and did likewise. Now that is noon and 3 p.m. Yeah. And about the eleventh hour he went out 
and found others. That's about 5 p.m. He went out and found others standing idle and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? Yeah. And they saith unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. Mm. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his steward, Call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. Mm -hmm. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which hath borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that is thine and go thy way. I will give unto this last even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Mm. Is thine eye evil because I'm good? Mm. So then the last shall be first and the first shall be last. For many are called but few are chosen. Now, is this exactly what I'm trying to talk about today? It is not. But I realized something when I was reading it, I realized a lot of something. The first thing that I noticed was that even those that came in and worked one of the 12 hours yeah. got the same ah. pay yeah. as the ones that had worked all day. That's right. Is that fair? <laughs> the ones that had been there all day would probably say, no, that is not fair. <laughs> but you know what else ain't fair? Come on. Come on. That I did things that I should not have done uh -huh. while I was standing idle in the marketplace. Yeah. Come on, I said things that I shouldn't have said. Uh -huh. I drank things that I shouldn't have drank. Me and too. I gave my children an image of a mother that shouldn't have been a mother. Mm. Come on. It wasn't fair that I get to stand here now yeah. Come on. and say, Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I went from that scripture to, I think it's Luke 7, 47, when Jesus was talking about the woman that had fell down at his feet and busted open the ointment and cried and wiped his feet with her hair. And the man said, you know, he thought in his heart. He didn't even say it out loud. He said, you know, if Jesus knew what manner of woman this was, he wouldn't let her touch it. And he said, you know, I've got something to say to you, Simon. Simon said, say on. And he went into this story about how, you know, when I came in, you didn't wash my feet, but she right. hasn't stopped washing my feet with her tears. Right. You didn't anoint my head with oil, but she hasn't stopped anointing my feet with oil and drying them with her hair uh -huh. and crying. Uh -huh. Those that are forgiven of much. Yes. Yep, me first. Love much. <laughs> That's right. So, is it fair that the ones that got there in the last hour got the same? Mm -hmm. Is it fair that we spent our whole lives throwing what God gave us, our talents? I mean, if you knew us, then you would understand 
what I'm saying to you. Every talent that God gave me, I gave it to the world. Uh -huh. I used it in sin. Not uh -huh. for sin, but in it. I was right. right smack in the middle of it. Uh -huh. Was it fair to take Jesus, what He went through before the cross? Come on, Stacy. That He would go to the garden and ask, these disciples, would you just pray with me? Uh -huh. And he was so stressed. You heard Arliss preach about it. This that he sweated drops of blood. That's not a story in right. a storybook. It's an actual right. scientific fact that happens when your body is so stressed that you cannot handle it. Your mind should have broken already. And yeah. he sweated yeah. great drops of blood. Was he thinking about me? Come on. Was he thinking about me? And the, and the lives that He was giving me, these are my heritage. Yes. These are my gifts. Yes. The Bible said these are my blessings. Yes. We don't have one with us today, but God knows I'm talking about Him too. Yeah. Was it fair that I let them get to the point in their lives where they had seen all of the bad that this world had to offer? Was it fair? Come on, Stacey. That right. I would now stand here righteous mm. when God looks at me. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Psalm 103 says that he cast my sin as far as the east is from the west. Yeah, that's, right. that's not a one-time thing. It's gone. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't right. matter. See, that's the thing. It doesn't matter. Some people are raised up in this Come truth. On. They were born. Yeah. They never cut their hair. They never put on a dress. All yeah. these religiosity things right. that they did not do. They didn't go out and party. They didn't go out and whatever. Right. And they're but there are those of us who didn't know the truth, who didn't right. think about the right. truth, who weren't told the truth, right. who were not warned about the truth. Right. And we went out and made a complete havoc of our lives and then all of a sudden God showed up and said what are you doing? Standing uh, here idle. Thank God. Uh, what are you doing you, with Jesus. your life? Thank You're just idle. And I said, Jesus, because nobody hired me. Uh, and he said, I'll hire you. I'll hire you. And when you get there, I'll pay you what's right. Yeah. He didn't tell me what he was going to pay me. Yeah. He didn't tell me that my son was going to was going to get the Holy Ghost. That's right. And I was going to get to see it. He didn't tell me that my husband was going to get the Holy Ghost. And I was going to get to see it. Yeah. He didn't tell me that I was going to get to watch my husband baptize my daughter right. in the name of Jesus that's Christ right. for the remission of her sins according Woo. to Acts 2 and 39. And that's another thing. 38. When Let you go to Acts 2 and 38, Nathan, recite Acts 2 and 38. Uh, repent, all of you, in, in the... And be baptized. It's okay. No pressure. I'm going to find it. So That's okay. Repent, all of you. Be baptized, all of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. But you go on a little further, and it says that this promise, yeah. because it is a promise, it is. He made it on Calvary yes, when He said it is finished. Yeah. It was paid for. This promise is to you and to your children. Uh -huh. Then when you go back to Psalm 103, Right after he says he cast your sin as far as the east is from the west, he talks about that the blessing will be to children's children. Yes. And the funny thing about that word is he didn't say your children's children. Right. So it might be your great-great-great-grandchildren's children. -children. Yep. Yep. Because when you stand on this truth, yes, when you are obedient to this doctrine, I believe it's John 2 or 7, 47, I might be wrong about that. Jesus said, if you will follow me, you'll know the doctrine. Yep. That's the trick. Yep. You go into the vineyard. 
But, you know, when... And here's another thing the Lord showed me. When they came at the end of that... Of course, the ones that come in late only been there an hour. But they probably worked just as hard because mm -hmm. when the owner of the vineyard showed up, he said, why are you standing here idle? And they said, because nobody's hired us. Everybody just passed them by. They weren't, I don't know what was wrong with them. Maybe they were disabled. Maybe they didn't look right. Maybe they had a bad reputation. Mm -hmm. But this person sent them into the vineyard. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you what's right. Well, then when they got there and worked that hour, they got the same pay same as the pay. one that had been there all day. Just like we do. When we finally become obedient to God. But you know, in the latter part of that story, it says the first will be last and the last will be first. And for the longest time, I used to think that means all these high and mighty people are going to be brought down and all these people who are struggling are going to be brought up. But the Lord showed me as I was laying there not able to sleep last night. He said, I don't bring anybody anywhere. I leveled the playing field. What was first will be last and what's last will be first. But now when they get to those positions... The last is first and the first is last. But he still makes the last first and the first last. Mm -hmm. So it's a circle. Yeah. And we just keep on. But those that came first, they knew what they were coming into. They knew what they were right. going to get. Right. But somewhere in between what Jesus told about, and we don't know when that happened or whether it was just a parable because he said the kingdom of God is like. But you know, we're not caught between a penny and a promise. Right. We don't have to worry about the penny because we've got the promise. That's right. And our children are blessed of the Lord because when we walk in obedience, and that's His Word, and then when you stand and pray, see, I don't... I probably spent I don't know how many years lamenting and crying and every time I'd come before the Lord I would say again and again God I'm so sorry look what I've done to my kids in reality it's a byproduct of what the enemy has done to you stomping you down in the dirt because he knows each one of us has a purpose in this life that's also worth and so the enemy stomps us down and the byproduct of that is that our children get stomped down with us. Yep. But that truth, mm. that truth, the obedience to the truth will change our lives. But verse after verse, and Arliss probably bring out tons of them because he knows a whole lot more than me. But it says, this promise is to our children, first of all. So we can stand on that promise and when we pray, we can say, God, I thank you for lifting up a standard against the enemy for your name's sake, that this promise would be to my children. I ask you to lift up a standard against the enemy for their sake, for your glory, not mine. Right. Because now, these kids that are turning out so great, I promise you it is not me. I promise you it is not anything that I've done from the ground up, but a God. But God, I know you've heard me say that. But we have to remember when we pray, you can stand up and say, you know what, devil? And I do this a lot. I walk my house and I, I throw the devil out on numerous occasions. But I say, you know what? God gave me a promise and you don't even have the keys to your own house. That's right. Why am I going to give you mine by saying, I don't have this promise? That's right. This is the house that God gave me. And I promise you, that house out in Greenville is the house that God gave me. And don't you think, there's still times to this day when I'm walking through the living room, come out of my kitchen and you turn and it's all the way down the house. 
the hallway goes all the way down. And there's times I almost hit my knees remembering because I promised God I'd never forget the things that we went through, the things that we left. When we left, my, my dad passed away the year before we left and my mother died the year after we left. Mm. And Jimmy was reminding me, he reminds me sometimes when I'm sad that those that have left houses, homes, lands, mothers, yep. fathers, yep. children, sisters, brothers, <clears throat> there's a reward for that. That's there right. is maybe not a reward, but God will, he, he'll be that, uh, for lack of a better word, wind beneath your wings, uh, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. But, so through this thing of, of trying to figure out what God wanted to say, and I start, like I said, I started out looking for verses with children. It wasn't about the children. Right. It was about our coming in and being obedient and claiming the promise He's already made for our children. Yeah. We were somebody's children. When I found out my grandfather was baptized by his grandfather, all of a sudden it clicked. Your grandfather obviously knew the truth, which meant my grandfather knew the truth. So he's bound to have prayed for his daughter and his daughter's children, although she was seven when her dad died. But you know, I got a box of things when my mom passed away, and, and I she never talked to me. Huh? 38. <laughs> but anyway, I never knew because mom never talked much about praying for us or things that she had prayed for us. Not a lot. She would sometimes. But it just so happened I got a big box of her journals. I didn't know she journaled. I never knew that. But she prayed for me in that journal. And she prayed things that were in line with the truth. Blew my mind. And it was just God's way of going, see, this line connects to that line, and that line, and that line, and these lines. And what's more amazing than that is that His righteousness is to a thousand generations. Is that His? He keep His covenant with a thousand generations. Yes. And a thousand generations, Arliss already told us, that's a long time. But if it was a thousand generations from the person that started the prayer line a thousand generations ago, and then it came back a few generations later, and then a few generations later, and then it hit when, when his grandfather baptized my grandfather, and then now it's hitting again. There's another thousand generations. That's right. It will not stop as That's long right. as we are obedient to that word. That yeah. word, they've tried to burn it, ban it, change it, make it illegal. There's a Queen James version of the Bible. I don't know if y'all knew that. No. But that word stands. And every word in it means something. What does the word say? We won't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Well, I don't know that there's a lot of prophets anymore. So that's the word. It's a living word. Jesus was the word. And it goes on and on. That's a whole other story. But I praise God that we've got the truth and every word in it. Because the Bible said, I don't know where it's at, I'm paraphrasing this, so forgive me. But the Bible said if every word that Jesus preached and taught about were recorded, that there would not be enough libraries on the earth to hold the volumes that would be made. So we have to think, what's in this word, and it covers 1,400 years, or 4,000, four, about 1,400 years. Every word in it is meant for us. Not some, not to be changed, every word. And so if there's anybody under the sound of my voice, 
you or on Spotify or whoever else is hearing me that has grown children and they're just now coming to the faith, have faith. Yes. Because we are not downcast. We're perplexed, but we're not... Confounded. Confounded. And so these words that we have, they're like a balm of Gilead to our soul. That's what the Word says. And I'm just thankful that He let me have the opportunity to find all of that out because I wanted to hear Arliss preach a sermon. <laughs> so, praise God and thank you all for listening. <laughs> See, you needed to hear that. That's right. needed to hear that. Now, I can help somebody who raised their kids in the truth and then they backslid. I can preach both, but I can give my story on one and she can give the story on the other. It's where the body edifies itself. Right. Every one of you got something to share. That yes, helps amen. Somebody. I'm in the same chapter. What? 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 <laughs> I'm in the same chapter, only I've been getting beat half to death. So, I'm glad you got some preaching. Now I'm going to get it. <laughs> My focus on this section right now is on the fact that it says the kingdom of heaven is like a man. So I want to focus our attention today on this man. This man that is a householder. That means he owns it all. And he went out early in the morning for one specific purpose, and that's to hire laborers, mm. not spectators, not supervisors. Yeah. Not department heads. Yep. Not roosters on a platform. Mm -mm. Some of y'all get that later. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, some got it right now. <laughs> he went out to hire laborers. There's no other job description here. Right. And he just said that's that's the man who is like the kingdom of heaven. It's the boss of the kingdom of heaven, and he's looking for laborers. Period. That means there's something expected of every single one of us. And when he had agreed with the laborers, there was an agreement made, man. Every single one of us has made an agreement with the king. Amen. Every single one of us. And then he sent them into whose vineyard? His. It don't matter if it's a pastor of, a, of three families or a mega church. It's God's Vineyard. That's right. That's right. There must never be any confusion starting right here over who the boss is. Amen. Oh, yeah. And Amen. Over who owns the vineyard? It's God's vineyard. Ain't mine. That's right. This ain't my church. You will never hear me when I don't preach somewhere else and talk about something I said at church. I don't go and say, I just told my church. Mm. No, first of all, I don't tell my church anything when any of them listen. <laughs> what I mean by that is the people that go to the church that I pastor have brains that can think for themselves and I don't go around trying to tell them anything right. what I do is try to share yeah. this right. that can help them and then they can understand it all on their own because every one of them is perfectly capable of doing that mm -hmm. and then they put the work in and I've watched every single one of you do that I watched every single one of you except principles out of this book that you winced when you got it, mm -hmm. but yeah. then you went home and you worked it. And I watched yeah. you do Amen. it. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, some of you had to go home a few times before you worked one you got a few times back. Mm -hmm. And that's natural. Yeah. But you finally said, you know what, ain't no getting around it, and he just won't shut up. So I guess I'm going to have to try to figure out how to do something with this because he, well, he won't shut up. And I sure like hearing him preach something else. 
So he sent them into his vineyard. The deal's already made. The understanding's already made. There's no more. There's no PS. There's no rider on this contract. There's no bonus coming. There's no renegotiation coming. This ain't like modern sports where if they have a great year, they hold out next year at training camp. No. The agreement's been made. It's a really good agreement. Yeah. It don't need a cherry on the top, and it will never be renegotiated. Yeah. And our job will always be labor of some sort. Yeah. Right. And he went out, he sent them, and he went out the third hour. He's going out again. Now, these hours you read about in the New Testament, when they say the third hour, the fourth hour, the fifth hour, that's the number of hours from daylight. Yeah. So their time always changed. So when they said it's 11th hour, that means there's only one hour of daylight left. Whether yeah. that hour, according to us, is 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, that depends on the season, right? Yeah. It gets dark now about quarter to 9, 9 o'clock. So 11th hour today would be about 8 o'clock, see? In the wintertime, when it gets dark at 6, the, 11, the 11th hour would be just like they said, be at 5 p.m. because there's only yeah. one hour left, right? So he went out again. And he saw others standing idle. And he said, Go ye also in the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. Boy, did they trust him. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. No mention of a penny this time. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to do what's right. And they trusted him to do what's right. Yeah. yeah. And he just went. Ain't that how, you, how it started for you? It's how it started for me. Hmm. When this guy would hire me, like Stacy said, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. When he gave me the Holy Ghost, I was shocked. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and for the next 31 years, everybody else that ever knew me has been shocked too. <laughs> and they're still shocked. Some shocked so bad they're like that wild man of the Gatherings and don't want nothing to do with me still. Because they're too freaked out about it. Because when you see something that dramatic happen to somebody, you have to do something with yes, that knowledge that's now. That's it. Uh -huh. And if you have that example of a dramatic change that God can make in somebody's life around you all the time, you are forced to think about that all the time. Yeah. Which means you cannot just act like you don't know. Yeah, you do know. Mm -hmm. I used to talk you into going to bars with me so you'd blow your paycheck because I didn't work and didn't have a paycheck and I wanted to get drunk. And yeah. I'd talk you into doing that. Now I'm trying to talk you into coming to Sunday school. you got to do something with that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And if you don't want to do anything with that, then you don't have nothing to do with me. You ignore me. Act like I don't exist anymore. Yeah. Uh -huh. He said, you go also. You go just like the first ones. You go just like the ones I caught this morning that look like laborers. They had all the talents, all the ability, their experience in the vineyard. I knew they'd do a good job. You're going to go also just like them. I want you to go to the same vineyard as them. When I found out I could do everything everybody else in the church got to do. It was on, Irish. Yeah, amen. Because I couldn't get a job at McDonald's, Abby. He's not kidding. I got out of prison September 1992. Got the Holy Ghost in November 1992. And Ooh. just finally got a job when I beat doors for three solid months to get one. Yeah. But then, I got the Holy Ghost in November. And God said... You can do anything in my kingdom you want to do. I said, what? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Amen. That preacher got tired of me calling him to ask to get him let in the church so I could baptize people. Right. He finally met me one night and said, here. Right. Yeah. That's right. Here. That's right. Just come whenever you need it. I'm not needing you up here anymore. That's right. That's right. Uh, Hallelujah. Amen. 
I was more amazed over the fact the preacher gave me a key to his church than I was over who it was I got the baptized that night. <laughs> you gave me a key to the what? <laughs> Three months ago, I'd have stole your drums, your guitar, your pulpit. Found a long yeah. band and hauled your pews out yeah. of here. Right. You came on Sunday morning and yeah. you knew what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Arnold's happened. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yes. I and know. now you give me the keys. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I took that yeah. key and I guarantee Peter didn't fail any better about the keys Jesus yeah. gave him. Because I got a copy of yeah. the same yeah. key. Hallelujah. They had to be the key to the whole kingdom, Ooh, Travis. Oh, yes. And you know what they said mm. without saying it? I trust you. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in you. Yeah. And I know who you were. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> yes. Man, I went through a dry spell when I walked yeah. with God. Yeah. Finally, after no water came for like three weeks, mm -hmm. I kept doing what I was supposed to do. Couldn't feel nothing, couldn't hear nothing, and I didn't like it. I just got connected. Yeah. Man, I ain't gonna get used to being disconnected. I'm a, I was disconnected 27 years. Yeah. I was yeah. disconnected in two prison sentences. Yeah. I was disconnected in a cocaine addiction, marijuana addiction, yeah. alcoholism, even yeah. addiction. And I wasn't gonna stand for Amen. being disconnected once I Amen. got connected. Yes. So I prayed longer, nothing happened. Prayed harder, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Said, so, well, maybe I should try on my knees. Nothing happened. Tried Jesus' name first, middle and last, nothing happened. Then I called Dad up. I was a garbage man at the time. Then I called Dad up. Dad had worked at Chrysler Sima uh, Auto Plant. I had to get up early and leave and go to work. So I, garbage gets picked up early where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of it where I'm from. Right. I called him and said, hey, Dad. I said, I'm desperate, man. I said, I, I got an idea, and maybe this will do it. Uh, how about we meet at the church every morning at 5 o'clock, and we pray. I got to, something's got to give. I got to get connected again. And Dad said, okay, we can do that. So uh, Dad started meeting me at 5 o'clock in the morning. A week goes by and, and no connection. And finally, Dad uh, went on one of his 18,000 vacations you have and he worked for the UAW for 30 years. And he's gone. And I'm in there one morning and I'm just laying in front of the altar and I'm blubbering and snotting and it ain't because I got the Holy Ghost just because I'm feeling sorry for myself. Mm. Oh, God, why? You know what I am without you. You can't do this to me. And all of a sudden I heard, freeze! Freeze? I'm pretty sure I'm laying on the freeze. And I turn around, there's five police officers all standing in the doorway of the sanctuary. It's a true story, honest to God. It's not too bad. It's a true story. I turn around and I say, Harless Rayfield. Oh, boy, we got you this time. I say, Well, yeah, you got me praying. And they're like, Praying. <laughs> Praying, you okay? There's a hand behind your back. So I just kept my hand behind my back on the floor. They cuffed me, yanked me up by, you know how they like to do when they don't like you. And they lift me up off the ground by my back arms, right? And lift me completely off the ground. And they're like, we don't know how you fooled this whole church, but we know who you really are. And I said, well, they gave me this key. Well, you really got them fooled. We know who you really are. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my head, I know who I really am yeah, too, but I ain't man. that dude no more. 
I'm here trying to get connected so I don't turn into who I really yes, am again. That's right? it. And I said, I got the preacher's phone number. You want to call him? Mm -hmm. And they go out 520 in the morning, and these guys stand there, and one of them, Officer Puckett, I still remember his name. <laughs> Officer Puckett, I helped him get a promotion is why I remember his name. And he used to always, I'd show up to jail in worse shape than I was when I got arrested. And he's telling me, he's saying, you know, we're going to give you a fun ride to jail today, making us call wake up a preacher. That was stupid. And all of a sudden, the sergeant comes back in. He says, Puckett, let the scumbag go. <laughs> I couldn't get offended by that because Arliss, they knew, was a scumbag. Mm -hmm. The record comes back to prove that Arliss was a scumbag, man, right? <laughs> and he says, what do you mean, let him go? That was the preacher. He's one of their preachers. <laughs> mm, Jesus. I said, Woo. Whom the sun makes found free. out yeah. that God would let you do anything you would put the effort in to do in the kingdom. And I've learned over the years that you get to do a lot of stuff because a whole lot of other guys and women more qualified for you didn't want to do it. You hear what I said? I ain't pastor because God said, Oh, you're going to make a great pastor. God said, Oh, you're going to take me 40 years to make you any good to poor people. <laughs> like, we'll do it anyway. We'll do it anyway. You won't go away. I got to do something with you. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then God said, But first, I'm going to teach you how to love. Let go of that. Yep. That's right. There's only one way you're going to be able to do this job. And that's give me the one you got. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Mmm. Old stony thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Then, when you survive all that, mm. You got it all guarded, and you're like, ain't telling that crazy cousin nothing. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give the hardest verse first. I'll send it away. Mm. And you got it all guarded up. Safe. I mean, I was a good kid when we worked there, and I liked her personality and everything, and I, I knew there was something in her life way back then that God was gonna do, but uh, yeah. I know what, I'll just give her the Bible study first. Right. She'll just do what everybody else does and say, Thanks. Stacy. God sent the Lord. Ever seen that Grinch? Oh, yeah. He's on top of that mountain and got that little bit. And he goes, yeah, yeah, tell it. That's right. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Thanks for you, Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Whatsoever's right, I'll give you. How are you going to tell God that gave you everything good? Mm. That whatever he gives you, you don't like, 
That ain't right. Yeah. That ain't right. We poured our blood, sweat, and tears and guts into that place for three years. It ain't right. That before we was even out of there, they already lined up applying for the job. Then one of them, none of them want to go when there wasn't no building. Then none of them want to go when there wasn't no salary. When there wasn't no car allowance. Then none of them want to go when there wasn't a hundred people tithing. Yeah. Couldn't get a youth minister to come from a Bible college to help me with 35 youth in the summer. Feed them, put them up, teach them everything, let them preach. Watch the salary. Mm. Mm. We can't complain about that. I didn't know it then because I sure complained about it. Whined like a little, I can't call it a girl because all the girls I know are tough. Uh. <laughs> Cried like a little sissy about it then. I didn't realize I was in training. Yeah. I didn't realize God was going to take me up on it when I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Right. He will. Yeah. I'll go wherever you want me to go. Mm. I'll say anything you tell me to say. I ain't scared. God said, no, you, you, ain't, you, you ain't scared. You're kind of long on courage, but you're kind of short on love. Mm. Goes in the vineyard. Again, he went out the sixth and ninth hour four times in the same day. Scott sure cared about that vineyard. He cares so much about what's going on in the vineyard. Cares so much about the vine. But he goes out four times. What, you ain't got a supervisor even sitting out there to do that? Yeah, right. You own that thing. Shouldn't you be golfing? Right, exactly. <laughs> You're the one going out looking for labors? You're doing it? Man, that's when you're invested. Yeah, I'm doing it because I died for this vineyard. Mm. <laughs> I gave everything I had to get for this vineyard. Yeah. And I can send other people to go get the labors, but ain't nobody love my vineyard like I love yes, my vineyard. Amen. Ain't nobody love Lori like Jesus loves yes. Lori. Right. That's a mouthful. Because this man right here walked through a fire and stepped in front of a truck for Lord. Yeah. Right. But even as much as he loves Lord, he don't love her like the master of the vineyard loves her. He's trying. Which is what a man's supposed to do. Yeah. Amen. We ain't going to trust anybody to go out and call. And the other reason he won't trust anybody out to call laborers is because we got a list of what disqualifies laborers. Yeah. Oh, uh -huh. you know, once you come to church six months and never miss a tithe and mm -hmm. get special offers all the time, and don't you dare forget October, that's my month. Okay. Now, if you do all that, then maybe I'll let you come up and play the banjo in November. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> maybe if you can make nine months without missing a service. I don't care if missing it, it's going to have you broken hearted to be here. I don't care if your heart's going to be home and you're going to be distracted. You are a body on my pew, and I send the average of my Sunday school to headquarters every Sunday, and when your family ain't here, that makes my numbers look bad, and you trim that goatee up a little bit. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I'll let you play during the offering once, and then we'll talk about, you know. Right. a little bit more. Now, I ain't talking about now, though. This right. is next year. Exactly. Amen, that's right. That's this is why man ain't trusted by God to hire the laborers. Because mm -hmm. we'll walk right by people that God would pick first. Yeah. Your first pick, kid. That's right. Yeah. Picked you over and over uh -huh. and over. 
And you thought he picked you over here, and there ain't no reason why you shouldn't have, but God was like, no, pick you again. Mm. Oh, over here. No, pick you again. Over here. No. Exactly. God just kept picking you over and over and over. But when you're getting picked first by God, it don't feel like that because it feels like you're getting rejected everywhere else. And the whole time, they have no clue why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. It's a hand of God on your life. And God's saying, you can't have her. I got a purpose for her. I got a plan for her. And I got a place for her. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Amen. I want her there so bad, I'm going to make the preacher love fall in love with fishing and hunting deer. What the heck? There you go. That's right. <laughs> and then he went the 11th hour. Look, when it's an hour before the shift is done, Irish, I love your food. But if you bring me the leftovers on Sunday potluck, I'm not paying you what the people paid you on Saturday at the free market. <laughs> right. But you know who will? Jesus. Yeah. Uh -huh. Come on. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Because when other people call leftovers, Jesus says, I'll pay for them. Matter of fact, yeah. excuse me, I paid for that already. That's mine anyhow. <laughs> uh -huh. Ooh, that's, that's it. One hour before the shit, see the 11th hour. Yeah. By the time you get, try to, I ain't ever picked a grape in my life. And I'm going to have to have gloves. My hand's gotten soft these years, not being, you know, working, doing hard labor. So it's one hour for dark. And I'm going to get out there. It's going to take supervisor 10 minutes to tell me what to do. And it's going to take him another five to find gloves because I ain't trying to. I'm sorry. I love you. But uh-uh. I mean, I'm only working an hour. I don't even know why I'm getting paid. Dude didn't even tell me. You just told me you're going to pay me. What's right? Okay. I'm going to work an hour. I'm yeah. going to get an hour's worth of pay. That's yeah. what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. I got no idea. Yeah. This master don't pay the same way everybody Woo. does. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A little different way. <laughs> yeah. Only hour hey, left. Hey, scale. Come on. Yes. And God visit on deathbed and say, hey! Yeah. Yes, he will. I still got work for you, boy! Uh-huh. That's right. Woo! Amen. I'll never that. Yeah, I won't either. Mm. That's right. About the 11th hour, we down and found other standing idol. You ready for this now? Hey, hey, listen to this. The word idol, Argos. Inactive, lazy, lazy, useless, and barren. Yeah. Yeah. Inactive. This guy's American today. That's the look most people have when they're watching their phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Share. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got time to do that, though. I get time, I'm going to pray more. Mm. I get time, I'm going to read more. Help us, Jesus. Oh dear, somebody texted. He went out and found another standing aisle and said unto the inactive, lazy, useless, barren ones, What are you doing? That's King James for, sup? <laughs> Why stand you here all day? See, all day? All oh, day. Yeah. He just got there out for dark. How's he know they've been here all day? Because they was there when he went there early in the morning yeah. and he called them and they didn't answer. Passed them already. They yeah. was there when he came out at night hour and he called them and they didn't answer. Third hour, called, didn't answer. He's called these same mm. people several times. Hallelujah, glory to God, help me, Jesus. <laughs> thank God mm. he didn't look at him and say, it's too late for you. Yes, thank you, God. I tried calling you early on when you could have done something for me, but you want to sit around lazy all day, and now it's hour before dark, you trying to get a payday? No, yeah. no. Yeah. 
Mm. Ain't gonna happen. Mm. See, that's what man would do if he chose the laborers. Yeah. That's just good business. Business. Yeah. No, that's business. That's <laughs> what them degrees teach you. Good business. Mm -hmm. God said, whether you work for me all day or just an hour, the price I paid for you is exactly the same. Mm. Right. Yep. I could only die once, and I died the whole death. Right. Yeah. So whether you answer the first time, the second time, or it's only an hour yeah. before you see me. Mm. Oh. And I know this part's true, Lori. <laughs> I know this part's true. If death is in the room with you, Damon, yeah. gotta walk in and say, you want a job now? Got something for you. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I can't wait till Park Police shows up one day. It's gonna happen. Well, they said in him, because no man hired us. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody tried to. See, they act like they didn't hear him the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't really know. Just call me. Why would you call me? I know how to work in a vineyard like them other guys. I don't know nothing about all that. He, he wasn't talking to me. Right. No man hired me. And uh, Jesus had every right to answer back and say, well, I tried to. Yeah. <laughs> no man hired us. He said, go. Yeah. Go also. I love the also there. He didn't have to put that in the story, but he did it so we know that it means everything. It meant the first three times he said it. Yeah. Everything. Everything better late than never. never. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> Woo! No man hired us. He said, "Go also, and whatever is right, that's what you'll receive." So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard. Now he calls the steward. <laughs> he didn't trust the steward to do the hiring. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. But he knows you can't mess up going out in the middle of the street and saying, Payday! Yep. You can't mess that up. Right. Everybody going to come when you say payday. Uh-huh. When even come, the Lord of Vineyard sent in the steward, call the laborers, give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. He did this on purpose. Right. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> And when they came that were hired about the 11th hour, just before dark, <laughs> yeah. they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed they should receive more. Why? Mm. What you need more than being with Jesus? What you need more than never being sick again? Yeah. Right. What you need more than having a spiritual body and never growing old again? Yeah. Yes. yeah. What you need more than eternity with God? What you need more? People talking about their crowns and their jewels. Man, mm -hmm. if you wear that thing longer than 30 seconds when you see him, right. your life will get kicked out anyway. <laughs> right. That guy get a crown for. Yeah. You ain't no jewel in my crown. No offense. <laughs> but that's not what you are. I don't love you because you're a reward for me. Right. Right. I don't answer your questions that I wish I'd have went to Bible school to answer because you shine my crown. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. We do what we do 
Because we made an agreement. Yeah. And we made an agreement with the one that changed us mm-hmm. when nothing else and nobody else could. Yes. Right. And we knew when he made us agreement that we were going to get the best in the deal no matter what he asked us to do. Yes. Mm. Hallelujah. There ain't no more earning anything else. If we need to earn something else, we don't understand any of it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to get in the same place. I don't even know the names of the mega preachers. The people on the reels. Yeah. <laughs> the guys that show the cameras, 5,000 heads, silhouettes in the congregation. I'm going to the same place. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Take that. Right, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Ain't no mega church up there. It's all just one church. Just yeah. like it is, guess where else? Right here. Amen. Right here. And whether they like it or not, <laughs> I'm in their church. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <sighs> But when the first came, they supposed they should receive more. Yeah. Um. I don't expect one more thing than any of you. Mm-mm. Why would I? If even all the glory of heaven was not included, the last 31 years of no alcoholism, yes. right. kind of worth it. Yeah. yeah. The last 33 years of being married to a poly pure heart woman that one of the wantons should have married? Right. Kind of worth it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and when they had received it, they murmured. Yeah, they did. Against the good man of the house. The man, the story says, is the, like the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Murmured against a good man saying these last have just worked one out and he made them equal unto us we've borne the burden and the heat of the day so what yeah. what do the only way i'm beating my sister's deathbed finish is if i get beheaded all right right you can't top it <sighs> elijah finished down here going up in a chair in the fire Right. But his finish up there didn't beat Amanda's. Right. No. Moses was carried by God and saw the whole promised land and then buried somewhere secret in such a cool place the devil wanted his bones. Yep. But his finish Truth. up there didn't top my sister's deathbed. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Enoch walked with God who was so close to him. He was not on the ark with Jonah and Noah. It was so close to God that he went out walking with him one day and just didn't come mm. to our home. God just said, you're closer to my house anyway. Just come on home. Right. Yeah, just come on. But his yeah. finish up there did not top my backslidden sisters who've been backslidden for 15 or 18 years yeah. but prayed back through at yeah. the 11th Hallelujah. hour. Thank you, Jesus. And was refilled with the Holy Ghost. Not see my tie, see my tie, see. I'm not talking no gibberish like on the Muppet yeah. Show. <laughs> I'm talking about when I put my hand on her head, Ooh. she had the nerve to start talking in tongues all by herself. Yeah, Didn't even let me work on the sweat. Yeah. Man, the one shocked the most was not my dying sister or my other sister. Guess who it was? The preacher. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Wait, God, it's 18 years of backslidden garbage, right? It's okay. Please be healed, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. 
She's going to sit in the back next week. <laughs> Wait, God. 18 years of backsliding garbage right here. Don't we got to fight through this first, God? No. No. You know all the things she said about your church in these years, God? Shouldn't we have to pray for at least, I don't know, 30 seconds? God said, Not enough time. No. This is my vineyard. Right. She's mine. Yeah. Amen. That's right. And her reward is just as good as yours. It's been slaving out in the heat on. Same reward. And he answers a friend, I don't do nothing wrong to you. Did you agree with me? Right. Did you not say I will? Yeah. Take what yours is and go thy way. That's King James for beat it. Get out of my face. Mm -hmm. Do you see that? Take what's yours and go your way. No enter thou in, good. Take your paycheck and yeah. go. Yeah. Get out of here. 